Good morning, Chicago, and welcome into the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We've got Shay, we've got Kay Moore, we have you here in this Deal Breakers Thursday, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. Cap, we always know, especially in this generation of ball players, that when they want to be able to send a message to a team or a player or an incident, they put it on Instagram. Or they take it off of Instagram or whatever social media, TikTok or whatever. That's how they communicate. Back in the day, there would be a press conference or there would be a writer talking to the athlete and say, how do you feel about said situation? Situation X, situation Y. Well, in this case with Justin Fields, Justin Fields did with a lot of 20-somethings do in the modern era, and that is to be on Instagram, follow the team that you are, are a part of, and then unfollow them when you're upset while you're still with the team. And I think that Justin Fields looks at this and says, I'm in limbo here, so I don't want to follow the NFL. I don't want to follow the Chicago Bears because I don't know where I'm going to be next year. And he has every right to unfollow, follow, do whatever he does. That's his right. Yeah, He's got a good work ethic. He's a good person. He's great in the community. His teammates love him. Those are all very, very positive and admirable qualities. But my question to you is, why not just mute the Bears? Why not just mute the NFL? Why not just delete the app off your phone while you're on vacation or just don't open it? You I'm know not why. Because that's not what 24-year-olds do. And I just want to know why when he does all that, I just want it to be over. I'm tired of it on my timeline. Why is that okay? But when Mitch says, can we get these TVs turned off? I'm tired of hearing about the Bears quarterback role. Everyone destroyed him. But they don't come with the same fervor when Justin says basically the same thing, only it's not a TV, it's Instagram. So would you like those that said it about Mitch to take it back and apologize? or what would you No, like? they're entitled to their opinion. Okay. Just be consistent. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a problem that he said he wants the TVs off, and I don't have a problem that he says he wants it off his timeline. Just be consistent. The Justin Fields club meetings, they don't allow that. Where, where do you find those club meetings? I that? don't know. Okay. <laughs> you mentioned that there's a club meeting in a cult. Yes. So is that in some field someplace? Uh, where, where, do, where do those meetings take place? I don't know. They go on a retreat to Indiana. I don't know. Oh, Monticello. Yeah. It's nice, it's nice this time of year. Just be consistent. Mm-hmm. I hated when Mitch did this. I don't like when Justin does that. They can't do that. That's my point. He knows that he's gone. That's why that happened. And to give you a refresher, Justin Fields on the Browns podcast said this. Here's the question. Do you want to stay in Chicago or what's up? Yeah, of course. Of course I want to stay. I can't see myself playing in another place, but if it was up to me, I would want to stay in Chicago. I love the city. The city's lit. The the fans are, you know, they're great. Mm -hmm. And the people, it's a business. I ain't got no control over it. So whatever right. happens, happens. But I feel like the biggest thing with all this going on right now, I just want it to be over. Like, just let me know if I'm getting traded. Let me know if I'm staying, this and that. Because I like watching film in the offseason. I like watching the offense. You feel me? Seeing what they're going to do a lot and uh, stuff like that. So, 
listen, I know that he's under some stress because he feels like, hey, I want to stay with the Chicago Bears. I want to be a Chicago Bear because that's what he says he wants to do. However, it's out of his hands because Ryan Poles, the general manager of this team, is going to do what he thinks is best for the Chicago Bears. Whether you think it's fair or unfair, the, here's the thing. The business of the football business continues to move on at Lake Forest, no matter what. No, no matter who you've fallen in love with as a player or as a unit, whatever. Point is, though, is that it moves on. Perfect example, the 85 Bears. One by one, Michael McCaskey helped dismantle some of our favorite Chicago Bears from the Super Bowl shuffle, that whole run in the 80s for the Chicago Bears. And when, like, Keith Van Horn or some of the favorites started to leave the team, people were like, wait a minute. Wilbur Marshall. This is like 91 and, or 90. And they're like, you can't get rid of those guys. They were part of the 85 Bears. Well, even as a kid, I had to understand, hey, man, these guys are not going to last at the same team forever. I love the 80s Bears. But you knew you had to flip the script because Ditka was going to get fired. Wanstead was going to come in. It was time for a new batch of players. Same thing here with Justin Fields. And, and, you know, tongue-in-cheek, we talk about the cult of Justin Fields because I think it's a clear line of demarcation that many look at Justin Fields and say, that's the guy. More of a Fields fan than what's best for the Chicago Bears. What we're saying is, is that he unfollowed the Bears and unfollowed the NFL because he doesn't want to see it anymore. He doesn't want to see the conjecture and the question marks about whether or not he's going to be a Bear or Atlanta Falcon or someplace else. You know why? Because he doesn't want to see it. And he's got to realize that the reason why this is happening is because he, along with the Bears, underachieved. He's trying to cleanse his timeline, and and you can't cleanse it because everyone's talking about it. So at some point, Cap, there'll be a decision made, and he'll move on, and the Bears will move on. And I think we all have to move on as Bears fans because of the story at some point. Agreed, and I think it's going to happen sooner rather than later. Again, Shane Waldron's meeting the media today, as is Eric Washington, the new defensive coordinator. Well, when Shane's up there, the question's going to be asked, what are you doing at quarterback? So what does he say? That's why it's an odd time for him to speak now. Correct. Combine, say, combine maybe, but not now. Right. Like, he's not going to be the guy that comes out first time he ever meets the media and go, yeah, we're moving on from Justin. He's not going to say that. That'd be funny if he did. Oh, my God. What oh, if, what if, if you guys weren't aware? What if, what if Poles is like, you know what? Here's a curveball. Here you go. You do it. You go out there. You say it. <laughs> Me? I just got here. He'll come well from you. Go ahead. Say it. <laughs> I've evaluated say it. everybody, say it. and ahead. we're moving on. Yes. Go ahead. You say it. They won't expect that from you. Sleepy media. They think you're going to get some boring quotes, and then you drop the bomb. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> you say it. That would be awesome. Can you imagine Shane Waldron sits down? Yeah, I'm really excited to get started working with Caleb Williams. It'd be like, Whoa! What? <laughs> <laughs> That would be amazing. Potsy. Excuse me. Did you say it? Uh, you're going to be working with who? Next question. I didn't say anything. What do you mean, Potsy? I have here as a quote. You said. I didn't say anything. What do you mean? Huh? Wow. <laughs> Could you imagine? Get the progressive replay thing out. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Yeah, like, how does he answer that question? That's it's a legitimate topic here. Well, I'm kind of split on it because is it like having him speak now, A, you're putting him out there in a situation where he really can't say anything. B, you're also putting him in the least pressure environment for his initial press conference because he really can't say anything. He gets to just go speak in generalities. Well, what if he does say something? What if he says? 
that'd be shocking, right? He, yes. The, I think the the point I'm making is that there's no pressure for him to say anything. Nobody's expecting him to say anything. So then, how does he answer the question? Hey, it's great to be here. I had a lot of opportunities, and I felt this was the most attractive situation. And I'm glad to be working for Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles and get busy getting our install going on. Okay, who's your quarterback? How does he answer that question? Well, if he's David Kaplan, you know how to cut that, cut that off at the pass, right? Hey, before we start here, I know that there's a lot of question marks about the starting quarterback position for the Chicago Bears. I, I have no idea. I just got here. All I know is that I'm here to help whoever the quarterback is going to be in the list of quarterbacks we already have here on the roster, Tyson Bajant and Justin, Justin Fields. Fields and others. So I have no idea who's going to start in 2024. You can't ask me that. I'm not the head coach, but I'm here to talk about the install. Yeah, very easy. <laughs> That's just, how you cut it off. Yeah. The generality, too, or like we're going to build our offense the way I know how to build offense in the NFL. Whoever the quarterback is will be expected to run it. Okay, so you've been here now a little over a month. Yeah. And you have had a chance to watch tape of the Bears from last year, correct? Sure. I have, yes. What is your opinion on Justin Fields? Hey, no, solid quarterback. Uh, you know, he can run with the football very well, big, strong arm. Uh, you know, I, I look forward to seeing what his future is going to be. Uh, but I just tell you, like, on, from my evaluation, it's a guy here that can really make a difference for a football team. There's many reports that Coach Getze, your predecessor, who's now with the Vegas Raiders yeah. as their OC, that he wanted to stay with Tyson Bajant. Mm-hmm. After watching all the tape, do you concur that Tyson had the offense running better? It's hard to say. I mean, I wasn't here at the time. Uh, all I know is that both quarterbacks flourished well uh, under Coach Getze. Uh, we, the numbers and the tape uh, will indicate all that. Uh, but as far as who the next quarterback is for the Chicago Bears, look, I'm just here to coach whoever is going to be on the center for us, and uh, we look forward to flourishing. Uh, you work with Quarterback Collective. Yeah. And we've seen you on their videos, on their website. Justin's on there, and Caleb Williams is on there. Mm-hmm. How close are you with Caleb, and is it more exciting to be able to coach a generational prospect, as some are calling him, we're trying to resurrect a guy in his fourth year. It's, it's a blessing to be able to coach any quarterback uh, in the National Football League. To be in this position as an offensive coordinator, offensive mind, uh, it's always good to be able to work with young talent. Uh, Caleb Williams is a young talent. Justin Fields, young talent. Uh, untapped. Uh, we haven't even seen the best from either one of these quarterbacks. So, I mean, for me, just to be in this position to be able to mold and shape uh, means a lot for me. Were you given assurances that you are going to coach whoever they take at number one, and that they're going to upgrade at quarterback or attempt to. Was not talk, well, I, well, that was uh, something that um, they did not talk to me about. Then why would you take this job over all the other OC jobs that are out there? Uh, they're paying me. It's a, a fresh opportunity. Uh, we had a great time in Seattle, but in Chicago, world-class city, uh, charter franchise to be part of this. Uh, a growing franchise. This is why I took that opportunity. Albert Breer on the Kappa J. Hood Morning Show mm-hmm. from Monday Morning Quarterback. You've heard of him, correct? Yeah, absolutely. He said, and I quote Albert, that what was attractive to the offensive coordinator candidates was the chance to come in and coach Caleb Williams. Is that true? Yeah, I really can't comment on those reports. Uh, Albert uh, is very good at what he does as far as a journalist. It covers the National Football League, but again, a great opportunity to coach at a charter franchise here in Chicago, no matter who the quarterback is. And uh, it was a great opportunity for me to be able to turn the page and do something else in my career. And being in Chicago, I'm very excited about the opportunity to, to coach the next generation of quarterbacks 
and offensive minds. Shane, 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 I got a question. Yes, go ahead. Uh, what did you think of uh, Caleb Williams' uh, tape from college? Oh, I mean, outstanding tape. I mean, you think about a man that has, you know, the wheels that could be able to move on the run, uh, big-time arm, smart quarterback, great college at USC. I mean, uh, he's uh, one of one in a lot of different ways based on his skill set. When Ryan Poles, and he will, come to you and say, Justin, Caleb, Drake May, who are you picking? I don't think that'll be something that'll be my choice because I'm just the offensive coordinator. Who are you picking if it was your choice? Yeah, at this point in time, if I was the head coach, I'd be glad to answer that. But as an offensive coordinator, hard to be able to answer that question. Cause that's Drop a, a pair that's and a, make a pick. That's what over shame? my pay grade. Who is this guy, the White House press secretary? I'm here, my I'm, God, I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging <laughs> in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm asking the question. Next question. Ari Fleischer over there. Yeah. Next question. Anything else? Next question. Gavin's right. in the White guys. House press corps. All right, guys. Thanks. Thanks. I have one other. All right. We've got to go. Thanks. Yeah. Brad Thank Biggs, you. Chicago Thank Tribune. Thank you. Were you this boring as a speaker when you were in Seattle, or is it something that <laughs> overtakes your body when you enter Hallis Hall? I, I, I'm, only bo- I'm only boring to you because of how bad your questions are. Oh. Anything else? Thanks, guys. Thanks. You know the question I hope they ask him even more than the quarterback question is, any worries about your job security with Matt Eberflus as the head coach? That's a good question. How many years did you get on your deal? Uh, that's a no comment. You have to talk to my agent about that. Did you sign for more than one year? I have to talk to my agent about that. And I'm asking you, you signed the contract. Oh, no. Did you get more than one year guaranteed money? Negotiated through my agent. You'd have to talk to him about that. Can I'm, I have I'm, his number? Uh, not here, no. Who's your agent? Okay, you'll have to talk to my agent about that. Who is your agent to yeah. talk to? My, my agent can cover that, yes. Is it a metamorphosis when you enter Lake Forest zip code <laughs> that you stop being um, engaging as an interview? No, it's, it, it's fine. I just, uh, oh, actually, I have the, the agent's number here in my, my pocket. D's. Nuts. Oh, I thought you were going to flip them off. <laughs> yeah, my agent's number is number one, pal. It's D's nuts. Uh, wow. D's nuts spelled like Des. All right, coming up. <laughs> T-Z. Wow. We will hear from Cordy Cronin with the latest on the Bears and Justin Fields and his Instagram. Captain J. Hood. Any more questions? Weekday morning, 7 to 10. Good morning. Glad you're along for the Cap'n J. Hood experience. We're here weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN. Hello. Chicago. Good morning. Keep your beak out of this. National Chicago Bears reporter for ESPN. You have to temper expectations if you are a Bears fan, just given everything that this team had to kind of undo. Breaking down the Bears and the latest NFL storylines. Poles is given the flexibility and the freedom to take this thing down to the ground floor, down to the studs, to be able to build it back up. Courtney Cronin with Captain J. Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and uh, streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Now time to go to the hotline. That'd be the Car X Tire. An auto hotline, Jonathan. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Courtney Cronin covers the Bears for ESPN Chicago. We know what this means. This is not trying to redefine what this means. When you unfollow the Chicago Bears, Cap, that means that you are done. You're done with them. 
What if and, he, and he has every right to do that, by the way, because everything's in limbo. But what if when he comes back from the islands or wherever he's going, I assume it's somewhere really nice and good for him. He deserves it. He works hard. Estonia or blue. Yep. So let's assume he comes back from wherever. Mm-hmm. Does he re-add the Bears? Does he follow them? And then does that become a news story as well? Justin Fields re-following the Bears must mean they're keeping him. Does that happen? I, maybe, but I'd also say this, that unfollowing the Bears does not get that off your timeline. Because there's ESPN, there's other things, there's always other things that's going to go through your timeline. And then, Courtney, so you, you think you're stressed. What about Justin Fields? Does he feel stressed? Court- I mean, first off, the reason I'm stressed is because of this nationwide AT&T outage. I don't know if you got that, and it makes me think of that Leave the World Behind movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to go full-on Abdallah right now, but I'm preparing. I'm just preparing. But, um... I, yeah, Justin's stressed right now because he's tired of seeing it. I thought for for as much as we've talked about it and he claims, you know, I'm off social media, I'm not paying attention to stuff during the season, he clearly sees it. And the frustration you could hear when he says he sees the discourse, whether it's we want Fields, trade Fields, we want Caleb, like he's tired of it all. And frankly, I think a lot of Bears fans would do themselves a world of good if they follow suit with the quarterback and take a social media break, because until we know which direction this team's going to go in, it's difficult when you see the same thing over and over and over again. Now, could he be greasing the wheels for his exit? Potentially. I think this is his one way of taking back some sort of power, being able to grasp some sort of power in a decision that's ultimately out of his control because they can trade him, they can keep him, like he really has no leverage in that sense. But I, I'm not surprised that this is where we've gotten to at this point because of how contentious and, frankly, toxic the conversation is around the quarterback discourse in Chicago. And, you know, the guy who's currently the quarterback sees it and lives it every day, and he wants a break from it. So... When he says, I just want it to stop, I want it off my timeline, keep Justin, I want Justin, draft Caleb, how is that any different than Mitch Trubisky going, we get these TVs turned off, I'm tired of hearing about this? It's a good point, Cap, but it's, it's different because at the end of Mitch's tenure here, when they decide to not pick up the fifth-year option and then ultimately part ways after four years, yep. the writing was on the wall. Yep. The writing was on the wall that they were going to move on, and I don't know if anybody knew up until that Thursday night where they drafted up to go get number one or number 11 and get Fields, but his time was over. Like It was pretty obvious. With Justin, there's been nothing but good things said about him from Kevin Warren to Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus talking about his growth. And in any other year, if they don't have the number one overall pick, this isn't a conversation. This yeah. is them moving around, you know, building around Justin Fields, using nine overall to maybe go get a receiver, to get an offensive lineman, address or whatever it is. It's it's different because it's not like he's done anything wrong where his play has completely fallen off or you haven't seen improvement. We did see improvement over those final seven games. It wasn't always consistent. And it's different in that sense because it's not like – the way I always like to to phrase it is that it may not be anything Justin did wrong. It's just that the upgrade or the potential upgrade is too big for anybody, any, you know, anyone in the Bears to say no to. Courtney, the way that uh, Justin Fields answered the question about 
going back to to Atlanta and playing, he broke it down like he was Michael Irvin on the NFL Network. But he already knew the positions. I mean, he knew you know, they, they just need one more wide receiver. I thought that this. Atlanta would be tough. I, the only con of going back home is just people hit my phone crazy. Yeah. You know, tickets to the game. But, I mean, yeah. I think I think they got a lot of play mag- playmakers on the team. And, um, of course, Bijan. They got my boy Kyle. And then, of course, Drake, too. Um, they probably need one more receiver. But um, they definitely got some guys over there. And their defense was good this year, too. Yeah, yeah, Jesse went crazy this yeah. year. Oh my! God. I just I thought that breakdown was amazing, as if he had that in his back pocket. I will ask you: Do you think that Fields could have any autonomy on where he can go? I'm sure that Poles can make it the choice, but it's almost like feels like no, maybe not Atlanta. Well, I mean, unless there's some sort of agreement where they're going to try to quote unquote do right by the player and send him you know, to a destination that he signs off on. But in reality, he has no leverage there. There's not a no-trade clause in his rookie contract. The Bears, if they do do this, are going to get the best haul for them. Everything you've heard Ryan Poles say this offseason is that he's got to do right by the franchise and put this franchise, which is not built on a house of cards, his words, in the position to succeed going forward. So if that's Atlanta for the right price, then it's Atlanta. If it's Pittsburgh, if it's Seattle, like what, whoever it is, Fields isn't going to have any sort of leverage in, in that respect. Um, I will say it's, it's funny though, because I mean, hell, Amon Ross St. Brown, the way that he was asking questions yesterday, he's got a career in this lined up very clearly after he's done playing, he was to the point direct with it. And they didn't ask about any other teams other than Atlanta. So I don't know if that was just because, the line of questioning got them there because Equinemius St. Brown's like, well, you follow Drake London. What's that about? And then Fields <laughs> was trying to, you know, well, he's my friend. He's my boy. I've known him since X, Y, and Z. It was like, oh, you follow a bunch of Atlanta players. Does that mean you want to go to Atlanta? The line of questioning accurately reflected what all of the amateur investigative reporters uh, were doing when they looked at his, you know, who he follows and all of that on Monday night when we find out that he unfollowed the Bears and to arrive on that question about Atlanta and to give such a detailed response. Again, Justin knows what the conversation is. He probably knows that Atlanta is a destination for where he might want, he might be traded. And I think it's probably wise in that case to talk up the team. Uh, and, and so it's not like, man, I would hate to go there. And then you get traded there. And then you're, you know, having the uphill battle of trying to do damage control. So Chris Canty this morning on Sportsman Like said, that in his opinion, having evaluated all the quarterbacks in this draft, if Justin was in this draft class, he has Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels all ahead of Justin. So my question to you is, if the Bears only had the ninth pick, would they be taking a quarterback? Because I still think they would look to move on because of what they would have to pay Justin down the road. What do you say to the Canty stuff and my question? To the Canty stuff, I mean, there's a very clear top three where it's Caleb Williams and then you've seen different draft orders, draft boards change the last couple of weeks, whether it's Jaden Daniels, Drake May, um, or vice versa. And then if it's Fields after that, like, are they ready? They don't have to commit the 50-ish million right now to him, but they have to be ready to pick up his fifth-year option if they were to keep him, like in a scenario where they don't have number one overall. I think that they do that. I think they saw enough growth 
to know that, all right, what's 22.3 million, whatever the estimated price is on that fifth year option, that's worth it to know that you've got somebody who has been here, is a leader in the locker room, knows the, at least, you know, the base of this offense, because it's not going to be all that dissimilar um, from what they ran previously. You do that, and then probably round two, or maybe you trade back from nine, then you're looking at a Michael Penix Jr. or a J.J. McCarthy, maybe a Bo Nix, and going, swinging at a quarterback later. I've been a firm believer that you always take a quarterback every single year, whether it's somebody who's a higher draft pick, whether it's a Tyson Bajant that you find uh, via college free agency. It's the smart thing to do to always have a contingency plan. And if they weren't if they weren't in possession of number one overall, I think it'd be hard for them to get the quarterback that they want at nine. I think you'd be overdrafting for those other names outside of the top three that I mentioned. But I wouldn't put it past the Bears to trade back from there, get a pick in the mid-first round, and then get another pick that they could potentially use in the second round, which they currently don't have a pick there on a quarterback. Because it's always wise to be thinking about the next couple of years as they'd still be in the evaluation process on their current QB. Shay, uh, Shane Waldron as well as Eric Washington will speak today. Um, Cap and I were talking about this earlier. We just think the timing's odd. I, I didn't expect to hear from them till maybe after the combine. I love the transparency. What are your expectations there? Because Hoodie thinks Poles is saying to Waldron, yeah, you handle this. Go, good luck. <laughs> he pushes him out there. <laughs> you drop the bomb. Well, frankly, I'm a little surprised that we, I mean, these hires were made official you know, a month ago, I'm a little surprised that it's taken until now to hear anything because they haven't traded Justin Fields. So I think we're going to get a lot of platitudes. I think we're going to get a lot of, you know, open-ended comments on no matter who the quarterback is, this is what the offense will look like. This is the benefit of this scheme. And, and it's an introductory press conference. We're probably, and probably not even getting that deep into the weeds on it, but it's, it's a good way. I mean, the team had to make coaches available at some point. We're not even getting all of the coaches just yet. We'll hear from you know the assistants that they just finalized yesterday at a later date. But you know, I, I don't think Shane Waldron can go out there and say anything wrong. You know what I mean? Like it'll be good to find out. All right, how do you handle this? You may know in two weeks before the start of the new league year that your quarterback's going to be somebody in the draft if they go and trade Justin Fields or. Maybe internally you're preparing for Justin Fields to be the starter. He's got to have a plan for both, and he's got to articulate what that plan is based on multiple quarterbacks. That's what I think everybody wants to hear from Shane Waldron today. And I don't think it's that hard of an answer to give and keep it very basic and very surface level without, you know, without shining light on what the team's going to do. Now, when they get down to the combine next week, I've had people ask, like, do they know what they're going to do? I don't think they're ready to pull the trigger just yet, but you've got to believe that they have an idea of the direction that they want to go in. It's too late in the off-season process for them to just be like, all right, we're still weighing both options 50-50. I think they've got to know because that's the time when you're around 31 other teams to start getting these talks done in earnest. We saw it last year with the Carolina Panthers. That stuff manifested itself in Indianapolis and then carried out over the next week till the time that pick got traded. I would imagine with Justin, because of the other quarterbacks that either are going to be on the move via trade or free agency, that if the Bears do anticipate trying to move him, that that's going to happen before March 13th, which is the start of the new league year. Courtney, have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you again. Never know when a bombshell could drop, so uh, be ready. 
Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Courtney Cronin joining us on the hotline. Car X Tyron Auto Hotline. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Jock Collinsworth out as voice of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Really? Like, I mean, it's going to be someone else. Man, wow. they, they can't keep one, anyone in the booth. Tariko Collinsworth looks like it might be uh, Baby Eagle. Noah Eagle might get that job. Wow, and we also have breaking news on Tim Anderson. That's uh, coming up. And your phone calls, 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Cap and Jay Hood. Justin Fields was on the St. Brown Brothers podcast yesterday saying he unfollowed the Bears in the NFL. He's tired of hearing about the Justin versus Caleb discussion. Fields also talked about going home to Atlanta and said LeBron is the GOAT over Michael Jordan. Bears made their assistant coach hirings official yesterday, adding six new coaches. New coordinators Shane Waldron and Eric Washington will meet the media today at noon at Hallis Hall. Bulls back in action at the United Center tonight with the NBA's All-Star break over. Bulls are four and a half games out of a top six seed in a guaranteed playoff spot, but they're seven and a half point underdogs to the league best Celtics at home. Tonight, the college football playoff has not played a game under its new 12-team structure that was approved two days ago. But already eyeing further expansion, now discussing a proposal to expand to 14 teams in 2026. And Tim Jim Anderson? Moore. Tim Anderson? Oh, and pardon me, Tim Anderson in agreement with the Miami Marlins on a one-year deal for $5 million while the Pirates have signed right-handed pitcher Mitch Keller, who's a good young player, five years, $77 million. bucks. Jay Moore. Cap and Jay Hood are back. Oh, Cap. Jay Hood, big fan, man. Watch out, fellas. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. That's kind of a veteran signing there, isn't it? Not Tim Anderson, but Mick Kelleher. Think about that. Long-time Yankee. Keller. Also played for the Cubs. That's amazing. Keller. I heard you. I mean, 76 years of age. That's amazing. When you think about his numbers against Jack Morris, it's pretty pretty spot on. Have you seen them side by side? Mick Kelleher and Jack Morris. Pretty similar numbers, pal. Mitch Keller's 27. Huh? He's 27. He's a pitcher. Pirates. Not Mick Kelleher, Mitch Keller. Yeah, you got to get your script, script straight. That, that wasn't good. Make sure it's right. Mick Keller. Hey. Wow. 312. What? 332 ESPN 332 3776 is our phone number. One other bit of news that cleared. Is it on Mick Kelleher? No. Oh. The NFLPA, that's the National Football League Players Association, has released a list. The list was put out of all the agents that have been selected by all of the players that are in the draft this year. And it's 46 pages long. These are all the guys and who they've hired. Yeah. Caleb Williams is not on the list. He's not? Because he does not have an agent and is expected to go into the draft without an agent. His agent is his dad. He's got people around him, lawyers and things, but the agent's fee on his rookie contract would be $1.15 million. He's convinced, rightly so, that he'll be the number one pick. Everything is slotted salary-wise. He'll hire a marketing person for his brand. But for his contract, it is what it is, man. I got to sign what they give me. I can't negotiate. There is no negotiation. That's pretty smart. Yeah. The, the, the off-the-field stuff that he'll get if he comes to Chicago, obviously, 
the world's going to be his oyster. As the number one pick in a Chicago Bear, you know he's going to be on every other commercial here. Right. And then what they do is when you get an agent, like if you're some guy who's going to go eighth, he can talk to the teams and try and help you finagle where you may get drafted. They, they have relationships. But he's going one. It's a lock. Sure. Makes sense. So that's it. Penny pinching. My kind of guy. <laughs> keeps his salary in a crown royal bag. Yep, that's what he does, Cap. Because it makes it makes no sense. I mean, at some point he's going to need someone because you can't do that by yourself. Even though we've had examples as of late of players being able to represent themselves, Lamar Jackson. Right, his mom did his contract, right? Yeah. They, they had a lawyer that went through the document. Yes. But, oh boy. Yeah. That's savings, right? He got there's paid. A, there's a savings with that. He got paid. All right. 312-332-3776 is our telephone number. And Plainfield, here's Ray on Cap and J-Hood. Ray, good morning. Hey, how you guys doing? Cool. So, how are you doing? We're I good. Think the, I think the difference between Trubisky and Fields is Fields just did it on his own, right? He said, oh, I don't want to hear about this, so he unfollowed. Trubisky had to ask other people to shut off the TVs, right? He asked other people to go out of their way to help protect them. Fields turned it off. If nobody asked him about it, we wouldn't have even been having this conversation. It's the same exact thing. He said, can we get these TVs turned off around here? Because every story was about Mitchell Trubisky. It's the same exact thing, Ray. Same it's thing. Not. He, he didn't ask anybody. He didn't ask oh you not God. to talk about it. No, he but said, Justin I'm had not. to make sure he jumped on a podcast because he said, I, I'm tired of this. I just want it to go away. I just want it to stop and be over. But let's make sure we is go on a the, podcast so you can be the lead story on every channel in America. Is that the reason he went on the podcast? Or do you think they, they asked him that while he was on the podcast? Well, if he did not know what question was coming, then he's not very smart. And he is. He's a very intelligent young man. He knew exactly what was coming. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think if, if he calls, if he asks other people, hey, don't talk about this, that's a little different than saying, yeah, I don't want to pay attention to this. Just like I tell my tell people all the time, when they don't like what's on TV, you have the ability to change the channel. And basically, that's what he did. He changed the channel. Well, we will agree to disagree, Ray, but you are certainly entitled to your perspective on it, man. Have a great day. Ray, we appreciate the telephone call. Sidebar, may I approach? Yes, brought to you by our friends at Ankin Law, 3126 million for the great Howard Ankin. Sign my ball. Justin Fields. Who do you prefer, LeBron James or Michael Jordan? I like LeBron. Me too. I like LeBron too. I'm out of this. I'm out of this. How's this man saying this as a Chicago Bear and as a Chicago sports athlete that he prefers LeBron over Michael Jordan? I understand that's generational cap, that he didn't see Jordan play, so LeBron is his MJ. He's the GOAT to him, and you, he's entitled to that opinion. But that is the equivalent of uh, selecting and choosing New York pizza over Chicago pizza. Right. That, I mean, that just can't be. That wet, sloppy pizza that's on the corner from the little... What is that? The little machine? The little cart. The little cart that they have right there. Mm-hmm. You know we do that in Chicago? That's corn mm-hmm. from the cart. That's how, that's how we get our food. Right. Or, or tamale or something like that. You get your pizza out of that smelly, disgusting little cart in New York. That's also the equivalent of you going to United Center to see the Bulls and wearing a Yankees cap or a Lakers cap. Wait a minute now. You're in the house that Jordan built. What are you doing, pal? Well, especially when you're the quarterback of the Bears. Those guys, I mean, they will put on a Yankees cap at a, at a Cubs or Sox game or a Chicago sporting event. 
just because the NY, the interlocking NY is cool. Correct. <laughs> you can't do that, Cap. Correct. What he did there is blasphemy. All, that same guy, they'd be like, you know what? I'm wearing this Lakers cap because I'm representing LeBron, even though you're at a Bulls-Milwaukee game. That's the same thing. That's what he did, Cap. That's what he did. Can't do that. Can't. Keep it to yourself. Correct. You know Michael Jordan still reigns supreme. Justin Fields can have 10 Super Bowl championships. Michael was the best. It's telling you. Uh, he will always go down as the GOAT. There's the idea that he's just like he's taking LeBron. I mean, you, there's some things that you can't say. And if, you're, if you know Chicago, you got to keep that stuff inside. That's when you know he's gone, Cap. That's right. when you know. He's like, I, I could be open with my, my Jordan-LeBron thoughts now. Right. If he knew he was going to be here, he probably says, look, I'm a Chicago guy. I'm the quarterback of the Bears. I roll with Michael. <laughs> Come on, Jay Moore. He's just ripping the Band-Aid off, man. He know. <laughs> I think that's true. He knows. He knows he's done. That's can't, it. Can't do that. Your favorite quarterback, Matt Ryan. What? Can't say that. Wow. All right. Okay. Look at look us on the line here. What, what's what's Shay doing? I don't know. The caller name anonymous. Who might that be? I, I'm not even going to put it on the air, but I am going to tell you what he said to me. Okay. He said these two guys. Now listen, I get everybody's welcome to their opinion. But the way that he framed his argument was so bad. He said, these two guys, if you ask a question and, and they don't get the answer that they want from you, they just call you a uh, bad person or a cultist or whatever. He said, that's like 85% of the country. If you ask me what color the sky is and I don't say blue, you call me a bad person. And I'm like, well, if I ask you what color the sky is and you don't say blue, you're an idiot. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do with this. Wow. <laughs> Poor Shay. Put him on. Why don't these guys have the guts to come on? Well, he, first of all, he says, I'm anonymous today because I don't want to put my name out there. I'm like, what are you talking about? Okay. Does he want to be on a screen and, you know, with just his silhouette and not his face on there? What's he doing, Cap? This ain't 2020. Correct. <laughs> what are you doing? Just put him on. Let's uh, go. Come uh, on, buddy. Call back. I was a witness of the crime. But they changed my voice so you can't determine it's me. And you cannot see my face. I'm anonymous. Show your face. Come on. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's like having the egg for the avatar on Twitter. Yes. And then firing. Yes. Keyboard warrior. Yes. That happens. Yeah. And that's what Justin Fields is getting away from. All you keyboard warriors. That's it. That's right. The Captain J. Hood cut of the day is right around the corner. On Chicago's Home for Sports. Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome back to Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. We wobble our way to the Cap and Jay Hood cut of the day. Brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse, David Flom, Matt Moore. It is an absolutely magnificent place to dine. It's on LaSalle, north side of Chicago River. Jay Moore. Yo. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! I'm not going to let Justin Fields BS me because you heard exactly what he said. Because the Brown brothers are going right with him, looking at his, his own Instagram, saying, you unfollowed the Bears, you unfollowed the NFL. Wait a minute, that's Bleacher Report. They're just talking basketball. No, they're not. 
They're talking about all sports. Correct. They're talking about the NFL as well. Correct. You know what? You're Justin Fields. Unless you just tune out of everything sports, your name's going to pop up all the time, even before this podcast. You're Justin Fields. You're the Chicago Bears. They're talking about you on the getup. Every segment. Every morning they're talking about because it's compelling. It's not just because of Fields. It's just because the Bears have the number one pick again. And so unless you just turn on music, and if you're going to the island's Caribbean music, all of a sudden, hey, Jay Moore, I can see this too, right? You don't have to turn on ESPN or FS1. You don't have to go to your Instagram. They're having a cocktail thing down by the beach. You want to go down there? Yeah, absolutely. Let's go. They got, the, they got the speaker going while the beach, the beautiful waves are going. So good to get away from this Bears thing. We give you this report. We hope that you're enjoying your day. Justin Fields, will he stay with the Bears? <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. The Jamaican DJ is talking about. <laughs> and anyone named Caleb gets free drinks for an hour. And that's all, folks. The Captain J. Hood Cut of the Day. Brought to you by David Flom and Matt Moore's Chicago Cut Steakhouse. It's a Thursday. Weekend's right around the corner. You're going to eat probably a little more on the weekends. So you know what I do today? The Dover Soul that they do table side with the lemon butter sauce. Some broccoli on the side. Go with the lobster salad, champagne vinaigrette, and a slice of carrot cake or mint Oreo ice cream pie. Thank me later. All the way from uh, Delaware, that Dover Soul, huh? Pretty good. All the way from Dover, Delaware. Comes with your credit card bill. Today, <laughs> does it really? Oh, well, that's, that's something. I didn't know that. Today is National Margarita Day. When's the best time to have a margarita for you, if you're going to have one? Summer? Spring? Is it should it be warm weather? I guess that's the question. Yeah, like when we have a really nice spring day. Mm-hmm. Like Monday, I think it's supposed to be 65 or something, mm-hmm. or Tuesday. If it's nice out and sunny, sit on the back deck and have a margarita. I just don't like salt around the rim of the glass. Anonymous Tracy is with us from Naperville on ESPN 1000. Hi, Tracy. Hello. Hi, Tracy. How are you, buddy? Yeah, I called before, and you you guys told me to call back because you didn't like something I said. No, we didn't hear what you said. We're on the air. You called and then hung up. No, I didn't. I, I was cut off. What would you like to say, Anonymous? Okay. No, my name is Tracy because I heard uh, something different on my radio. Maybe it's a, a from Mars or something. But uh, probably. Okay. Um, my thing is that what I what I told the whoever answered the phone, I said, uh, you can't ask the question and then uh, expect to get the answer that you're looking for. It's the opinion, like you guys said. I give you credit. You say everybody has an opinion. Mm-hmm. And so if the opinion doesn't agree with you, what you're thinking, then you ought to be able to uh, accept that. And most of the time, you do. But, there are, but you're not hearing how it's coming out over the air all the time. Because, uh, in my opinion, uh, uh, Fields is not getting uh, a fair shake. And so, if you had the number, so, so anonymous Tracy, <laughs> Tracy, if you had the number one pick, you would not draft a quarterback. I would draft if I had the number one pick, and you asked me the question, so I'm going to answer it. I would pick. Gosh, too bad. We ran out of time. We'll be here tomorrow. Thank you, Jay Moore. Thank you, Shane. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. So long, everybody. From Chicago, get out.